The show. It's a show. Mm. And it's presented. By whomst? By Manscaped, of course. If you go to manscaped.com slash dangle, you'll receive 20% off your next purchase. And we'll throw in some free shipping, too. And last episode, we got to see that Adam is a user of Manscaped. That's right. It's you not a lot. We're wearing clothes this time. That's for now. Let's start the show. <laughs> Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. The Steve Dangle Podcast, powered by Sports Interaction, Canada's Sportsbook. S-D-P-P. The Steve Dangle Podcast, with your hosts, Steve Dangle, Adam Wilde, and Jesse Blake. It's the most serious sports show you've ever heard. Yep. And I, I hate to start the show this way. You know me, how I hate this. What? I hate to start the show to tell you about my devils. My what did, devils. What did your devils do? My devils. Oh boy. Who are now winners of? I got this on a vintage site. Twelve straight, baby. Oh, you got another jersey. Cool. Oh, yeah, nice. Cool. What is this friggin' Hanukkah for devils merchandise? Yeah, what? Is. Hey. Yeah, so we like What's that, on the right? back of this one? That's that. Wow. Oh, and it says New Jersey. I think it's the, a pretty sweet. I was like, yeah. wow, that's actually really cool. That's you know, fits me better than the Aaron Andrews collection, which is odd. Yeah, yeah. It is odd. This. But, Jersey is definitely something a team would would have worn in like two thousand four. Yeah, five? this feels yeah. like high school to me. This must be a medium. That this is a medium. You could, this is yeah. a medium. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, and good. also underneath, I have. And the, oh, oh, yeah. oh my god! I really believe you. You son of a gun! No, I got nothing under my pants uh, except for underwear. No. Um, okay, good. <laughs> I'm not hiding anything. But I, I told you, I'm going to keep wearing devil stuff. Until uh, the Devils lose. Streaks. Well, yeah, here's the thing. Adam's they're playing bankrupt. They're playing Edmonton tonight. And uh, <laughs> if Ooh. they win, they're going for 14 straight, a franchise record. 13. No, no, no. Tonight's 13. Yeah. Tomorrow. Oh, so I got to finish the sentence. So if they win tonight. Then that's 13. Okay. And then they would be going for 14 straight against the Leafs on Wednesday. Oh, okay. oh my God. They beat the same team twice in the same streak. Yep. I wonder how many teams uh, they've done that, that actually. The, I'm sure they have. The schedule's very odd this year because, like, the Leafs are playing the Penguins and Devils twice in a couple weeks or three times in a couple weeks. The Leafs are going to have like the Rangers and Blue Jackets out of the Metro to play for the rest of the season, and that's it. It's weird. <laughs> they'll they'll be done with the Penguins by the end of the month. Yeah. So yeah. They've they've tried this year to squeeze the the games together versus your opponents because you know you got to play everybody a couple times so they try to squeeze them together why to make just, them more like series why don't they just make it a superset then and like you're in pittsburgh for two games and then they come up for two games yeah like i don't i don't mind that the nba is doing that this year that's something they've they've played too. i don't mind the games closer together i just like I, I like the baseball thing where you're playing a team for like three days in a row and you, you just hate, hate them. them yeah, yeah. kind of like that so, hey we don't like how you baseball. <laughs> and then they baseball at we're, you and you're like, what? We're all going to run out onto the field and we're going to do a lot of talking. Even the guys from the bullpen, they're going to run 50, 50 meters. Yeah, a lot of gentle hands on small of back. Yeah. 
That Look is out. most baseball. We're going to wind sprint 500 <laughs> meters to put a gentle, not even a hand. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a gent, gentle fingers. Yeah. It's, it is always it's weird when you run from the outfield to get into that's, a brawl that's happening in the infield. And, and then you, there's always that one pitcher who's like a middle reliever who doesn't regularly jog. Yeah. Like, you know, who I'm t- and he's like walking out like, I got to do this, but I don't want to. My there, belt's going to fall off. There's no arguing getting done. It's just four dozen men going. <laughs> and one random batting coach there's always like because there's like 50 coaches in baseball there's always at least one 75 year old man do you remember that in the the yankees and i think it was the yankees and red sox where there was like a really pedro martinez threw down um what was his name i don't know but he grabbed he threw him he was very old (laughs) he was very and then he the poor guy i felt bad for him he was like so embarrassed and yeah was it don mattingly i don't know i don't think it was don mattingly but um type in pedro martinez don zimmer don zimmer don zimmer (laughs) i remember that press conference after poor guy yeah he's like and he was like so embarrassed because he had like you know it being a Yankee coach meant a lot to him, right? Yeah. So, man. I, I shouldn't laugh, but it's... Uh, Jesse's got oh, it up on the, the John screen. Boy. Hold on. I just wanted the clip. Uh, John Boy, who uses footage. John Boy has rights access to the footage, man. Yeah. I don't know how they got that. I would love to know how they got that. They That's like amazing. Them. They like them. Uh, oh, it's not available in our country. Well, how uh, how could we possibly watch it then? <laughs> that's that's gonna be that's gonna change. I think so there's in a, short order, except for watch the game with Steve Dangle. That will never change. No, no that it will be Canada right. only. There's a uh, if you Google this, one of the videos that came up in the search is two hours and thirty five minutes long because someone uploaded the entire game. Yeah, you can watch <laughs> the whole um, seventh inning of uh, Jays Rangers from the. ALDS and it's an hour. You know what's crazy the about that? Inning is an hour. Like the MLB doesn't care about that, whereas the NHL would be down your neck about even thirty seconds. Uh, the MLB is like, ah, it helps us promote. No, the NHL doesn't care with some some videos. Hockey fights. No, no, How do the channels? hockey fights guys do it? Do they make? That. Do they pay for those? I don't know. You're asking. I saw a no. psych, I saw a uh, I saw a thing. Nasty John Morasty fight with Steve McIntyre from I think two thousand nine or something. On my Instagram today, I'm like, how the hell did, how do they get this? I don't know. How does this even work? One, I don't think people care to hear us complain about rights laws. I'm not complaining. (laughs) I think it's brilliant. Good for them. Here's Pedro throwing down Don Zimmer. Oh, Oh, dear. (laughs) But also, don't don't charge Pedro Martinez, man. What I don't get is how Pedro Martinez wasn't absolutely swarmed after that. Oh, because the Red Sox were around him. Yeah. You got David Ortiz in there. You're not messing around. Oh, that is David Ortiz, isn't it? Yeah. I don't want to. Big Bobby's in there. There's no way. Yeah. And he's just holding up his hands like, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. Anyway, how do we get here? Oh, we're just talking. Just talking. Just talking. So um, something you said before the show even started, and I think it's an important, important way to to bring up our first topic, which is going to be the Toronto Maple Leafs. Ooh. Uh, actually, the New Jersey Devils led the show. Let's be honest. (laughs) Yeah. Because they're, there was, they're what, they are what matters. Um, (laughs) Uh, what did you describe the Buffalo Sabres as to me not 10 minutes ago? They are booty ass. They are stinky yucky. They are. Man, well, but they're 7 and 10, which is not a whole lot different from the 10 and 9 Leafs. No, but if you look at how it breaks down, it's uh, their season every year. Greg Wyshynski had the tweet. 
is followed by like they win. I don't know. 10 of their first 15 every year Mm -hmm. followed by six wins the entire rest of the season. Like I don't, how is this your identity? Like people uh, with, with the Leafs struggling out of the gate were like, they did this last year. And I'm like, yeah, that's not the compliment you think it is. Mm -hmm. It's weird to start bad and then pick it up. You're not really supposed to start bad, you see. I don't think it's built into the strategy of the team. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know what? Let's go 500 for the first month. In the same way that I don't understand the Buffalo Sabres November allergy. It's the weirdest thing. You don't know what part of the fall it's going to take place in, but they will turn into a pumpkin by December. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. I think you you were just seeing everything kind of regress to where it should be. Like, the Leafs are a very good team, and they are finally emerging as that very good team. Right. The Buffalo Sabres are not very good, and they're coming back <sighs> down to earth to where they shouldn't be. And they, they clearly were motivated to start the year. They're playing above their heads and everything, but everything kind of catches up with you. Over 82 games, yeah. it's hard to play above your skill level because everybody else is also trying, and we'll get to their potential. We we had this conversation with the Jets in the offseason where I looked at them on paper, and I'm like, but why are you not very good? Mm. You look like you should be better than that. And then turns out they are, or at least they are so far. I look at the Canucks and uh, they're still incredibly perplexing to me. Well, their decor is a nightmare, but that team should be better than they are. Then I saw the Sabres were struggling and I'm like, why are they so bad? And then they posted their lineup for the game on Saturday. And I went, oh, all right. Okay. That makes sense. Dude, that top line is ridiculous. They're Unreal good. Tage Thompson, I don't know when he turned into a much uh, must-watch hockey player. Yep. Man, Tage he Thompson's was, unbelievable. He was fun to watch. Love watching him. Alex Tuck is great. Skinner is back. Mm-hmm. Um, they have uh, Dylan Cousins, I noticed, at, at all moments. Um, Darlene Power is a bunch of fun. Mm-hmm. That's about it. Mm-hmm. That's about it. The rest of the team, there's nothing there. Mm-hmm. There's nothing there. And like, I saw Craig Anderson and Eric Comrie as the tandem, and I'm like, this shouldn't be as good as it is. And now it's not. And now they've gone to Lukanen, and he's also not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, but here's the difference, though. Here's the difference. Because you, Sabres fans, I think you're listening to me, and you hear a, a softness in my voice. I think you hear uh, uh, a gentle tone. Mm. There were two teams, well really three teams in the Atlantic. We looked at this off season and we said, they're all improved. Detroit mm-hmm. was one of them and they're currently in a playoff spot. So there you go. Then there were two other teams who have been bad for a very long time. The Buffalo Sabres who have been bad for a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. And the senators who have only been bad for a very long time. We'll get to them later in the show. Don't you worry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I have a sympathy for Sabres fans because they, despite improving, were like, well, we'll see. Mm. I'm pretty happy about Tage Thompson and Alex Tuck, and we'll just see how the season goes. Hockey's back in Buffalo. We'll see how it goes. And I was rooting for them. Mm -hmm. I'm still rooting for them. I'm rooting for the fan base. I'm rooting for them to get out their shovels and dig that arena out so that they can host some home games. 
I uh, did you see that they didn't oh. have a local broadcast of the game? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's well, I saw the uh, unbelievable. Uh, there were parts of Buffalo like six feet of snow. That's yeah. that's staggering, staggering. The Ottawa Senators, on the other hand, their fans had an awfully mouthy summer, mm-hmm. and I just think it's funny how. We'll get into it's it. It's funny how we're not talking about the Ottawa Senators right now. Don't. Yeah. You just It's a tease for later. <laughs> we'll, leave for later. As, we'll leave it as a tease because we'll I just back. think it's funny what how. What I really liked about Saturday night was <laughs> it was 60 minutes of great hockey by the Leafs. I didn't think there was a moment in that game where the game was out of uh, the Leafs' ability to win it. And nope. I like I love the physicality out yep. of everybody on the team. Since Matthews. Jordy Ben got in there, he's starting to hit people. <laughs> I I'm I telling hate, you, it's the Jordy Ben effect. I hate that storyline so much because it's true. It is true. I was there. I hate it. I was there on against Vancouver, and I was there against Buffalo. I'm telling you, the hits didn't start until Jordy Ben started going. It's this last week they started throwing the body. Can you forgive me for being enormously upset with this team, who's fifth place in the NHL, who started. To pick up the slack when Jordy Benton? Really? It's because he started throwing the body around and they're like, oh, we can do this. I don't, I'm not sure. This guy's 35, what's our excuse? I'm not sure if Jordy Benton is the one who got Matthews to get angry and throw hits. I loved uh, it. That weren't really penalties, but he got called on a penalty, but whatever. Um, I didn't think it was a hit to the head. No, I thought it was a clean hit, but I understand the call in the moment. You probably just want to throw him in the box anyway, so nobody comes back at him. It made sense as a call, but I didn't think it was the right call. And that type of aggression and that team that really handled the Buffalo Sabres, that's a team that can win four out of seven in the first round. That was a really good uh, good team on Saturday well, night, and I Sabres loved it. Could, at least. Yeah, versus... The, but, like, <laughs> what we what we criticized them early on in the year is that they didn't have complete victories. And I thought yeah. on Saturday, there was... This is what you want to see on a Saturday night versus a team that's so such a lesser opponent than you. Just go out and win it. There's an interesting vibe. In it was the really good. Greater Toronto area right now. There's two things I'm noticing. What? Number one, everyone pre December is in the Christmas spirit. Yes. Christmas is vibing. Yes. This Christmas, Christmas is has definitely happening. started early. Yeah, yeah. Like my tree's up. Yeah. By the way, my Adam tree kicked it off. My tree fell over yesterday. We 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 <laughs> had we just uh, kicked it off literally. Well, we we uh, we got an extra tall Christmas tree this year, so it's ten feet, and we're like, because this oh. is what we want. We want a Griswold style, yeah. right? Yeah. And then. I put it in my tree base and filled it full of water, and then we decorated, which oh. was super cool. Put Everly down for a nap. We're like, yeah, we're ready to chill, and then smash. I realized that I don't have a base for a tree that's that tall. Oh, so no, I had to order Adam. another. Anyway, so I, I lost right. half my decorations in the fire, but you know, it was time. Some of them were getting a little bit old in the 80s. Um, the, you know what you could have done? So the, you have weights in the basement. That's what I would have done. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, I would have improvised that. Oh, nonsense. that's a good idea. Oh, yeah. Well, it's leaning against the window right now. So, well, um, it's, it's a real the, tree, right? It is a real tree. Wow. Yeah, yeah. We went and took Everly and we went cool. on a wagon ride. It was cold. You know. Wow. What a dork. Yeah. <laughs> what a loser. Anyway, yeah. No, that's so Christmas awesome. is vibing. What are you talking about? Christmas is vibing. <laughs> yeah. Christmas has started early. And also, Leaf fans, despite ourselves, were like, you know what? The Leafs are winning this one. That's not in our nature. Mm hmm. To look at a team that should definitely lose and think, Leafs are going to win. Sabres are visiting. They're under 19 feet of snow at home. And Pekka Lukanen is starting. Yeah, they got their Don't third disrespect Uka. goalie in. Hey, well, that's Stanley Cup finalist, Yuka yeah. Pekka Lukanen. Crab people shout out. He kind of lost to the final, Jesse. That's okay. I he did. It. We don't need. We don't need to do it over. Yeah, if you had a goal, you would have won. No, that's not true. Yeah. He was a. He's a very good NHL 26 goalie. 
what I think was, it was his, about that year. What was his rating? I don't know. He's like an 87, 88 by the uh, time we ran to the finals. Yeah. Artificial. <laughs> <laughs> Stats nerd. Yeah. You, what, what were his intangibles? <laughs> this grit. Huh? Does he throw hits like Jamie Bajori Ben? He doesn't. Has no. he ever stopped a shot attempt? Okay, what was, your, what was your point here about for the hoops? Sweating? Yeah, for hoops. <laughs> if you don't understand what we're talking about, last Lou was just who one expects these goalies? Video game goalie. Yeah, anyway, yeah, he, was, he was my goalie last year in my Sabres uh, franchise mode. Him, he was really yeah. good for us. They're they're losers of seven straight heading into the game. They got their third stringer in that they're on the road. That should be a slam dunk win for any team that thinks they're anything. <laughs> and for some reason, we were all like, they're going to win. Mm-hmm. I I called it before the game. Whoops, I called it before the game. I said they're going to win. 5-1, and oh. I was close. You were close. 5-2. I have to say, um, one of the things that we talked about in the, at the beginning of the year, and Jesse, you touched on it. You said the complete 60 minutes. I've mm-hmm. never seen the Leafs, this Leafs core, really just go out and dominate a game. And I don't, I don't mean just this year. I mean like ever. Like, they never go into a game. Like, think, th- really think about it. Unless you've got like a Steve memory for hockey like this, and a lot of our, our listeners do. It's amazing. When was the last time the Leafs went out and dominated a team that was objectively worse than them? And I know that's an odd sentence to yeah, say, yeah. but they don't do that. They're they a always, really small handful. It, it's, yeah, that's yeah. why Saturday night was so nice. And I, I equate it to basketball, where if a team's up 30 in the fourth quarter, you can turn off the game. Saturday night had a turn off the game kind of feel where yeah. it was it was three one. You're like, they're not Sabres yeah. aren't in this. The Leafs are going to win this. It's kind of over. It's it's they're up by thirty five in the fourth quarter. Right. You know, I could turn this off and I'd be good. I will admit that when the Leafs made it four one, that was when I was like, OK, was, I can turn it off because it was three nothing early. And I go, OK, there's a shitload of hockey left. Mm-hmm. It's halfway through the second. Mm-hmm. We are doing great. Leafs allow one. I go, all right, let's see what happens next. And they immediately, after surrendering a power play goal, took another penalty. And I went, oh, but okay. every time they this took a penalty, it, there was no threat because the Sabres power play is so bad. It is. It never felt like a threat when they were on the penalty kill. So I don't know if maybe I'm obsessing over this for no good reason, but the Leafs have an MVP belt. I don't know if anyone's been keeping track of who has held the belt. But it is wasn't been, it Shulgren? It's been ben? held by the likes of Shulgren gave it to Jordy Ben. Um, Matt Murray was holding it last game. They gave it to Justin Hall last week or the week before, right? So this is a team with Matthews, Tavares, Nylander, Marner, and like all guys who are having great seasons. Marner did a okay. I don't want to spoil it. So Matt Murray has it, and after the game, he goes, Austin, you had a great game. You know, Willie. John, but this guy made an unreal play on the penalty kill. I got to give it to David Camp. <laughs> and I just went, what? Martyr did a no look behind the back pass for a shorthand goal to Mark Giordano and you gave it to David Camp. Don't you know the employee of the month rule? Yep. Yeah. It's, oh, you give it to, what is that? What is the rule? You the employee of the month rule. Like, okay, this, this, this is, it's old school. But they don't give employee of the month to the best to, to the best employee. No. They give it to the people that could really use a boost mm-hmm. ever. And, and and not that David Comps played bad. He's played great. But think of the names we're talking about here. It's, it's guys that are role players that are coming in 
and doing a good job. David Comp's done a good job. Jordy Ben's done a good job. Yep. Uh, Eric Shogren has plugged the gap when they needed him to. Yep. Um, I think that that's you. You don't give it to Marner and Matthews, and they probably wouldn't want it. They'd be uncomfortable. They'd be like, yeah, yeah, that's actually my job. Like when you're like, think about it. If you were in a in a work situation, and Steve, I know that you have spent to your God, like God bless you, because it, you haven't missed much. But corporate culture is a thing, and it's weird. Um, when you're in those m- things, these star employees never, ever get employee of the month, ever. I always, ever. I always feel like I'm, whenever I'm in some sort of corporate setting, I always feel like I'm on set for a, a, the taping of a reality show. It's, I'm like, none of you are acting it's like wild. yourself. It's just a wild, it's, we yeah, used wild to have place to live. player of the game at the end of our baseball games and the player of the game gets to take home the ball. We were like, I don't know, 12. And yeah. it was a fun yeah. deal. You could take on the ball. And it would never go to the guy who had like a home run and, and had a really good game with a star pitcher. It'd it's, always go to like some, some kid who just wanted the ball. You know, the, and the coach would always give it to him. It's the Jack Adams, right? It's the surprise. You're not yeah. supposed to be this good player of the game. <laughs> I Now, Camp did make an amazing play. He did. That led to Marner and all that. But I just thought it was. They don't need it. They was, don't need it. You know, in Yellowstone. Where they announced someone is running for governor. Yeah. And there was another person who thought they were getting Don't worry, it's all in all the governor. promos. It's all in the promos. Yeah. It's, that's, I, I'm just imagining Marner getting a suit ready and David Camp. What? You think yeah. Austin Matthews needs a player of no, the game? No, I don't belt think they ever. I just thought it, it was <laughs> funny. Mad Men, that's what the money's for. That's, that's what the fucking money's for. <laughs> no, I, 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 the way he roars that line. Anyway, sorry. I just thought it was very funny. It is. It is. It's very, it's very hockey. So a couple things I do want to mention. First off, uh, Sabres fans, rightfully so, a little bit ticked about a couple of the goals. Um, I'd never seen an imminent scoring chance call in person. So, yes, you were there. I was there. There were two, there were two. goals Goal that they two. should argue. So before the imminent scoring chance, there's, there's the second goal. Explain that one. So it looked like Pierre Engvall was the sixth man on the ice, and there should have been a too many men on the ice call. What did that look like to you in person? Like nothing. It looked like nothing? Nothing. It's a nothing, it's a nothing burger. But was it close? No. It wasn't close. It's not that close. Oh. It's, honestly, if you're going to call that, you're going to have to call, you're, that's the precedent setting one where it's like, you start to call that, now we're talking Matt Duchesne offside territory. So we're talking like, um, uh, dumping the puck in from a foot in front of the center ice line? Yes. We're talking, yes. yeah, yeah, that's what we're talking it's, about. It's like, we're being overly, you know what I mean? Because. And listen, I'm I have had my issues with with uh, too many men calls. The Leafs are are have been known for it. How shitty they are at changing. They're really because none of their guys yeah. hustle off. I don't understand it. You're supposed to hustle off. I love William Nylander. He he just he just fucks he's the dog on the, the way out. One of Terrible. the worst in the entire league. No, just glides no. to the net. Dude, he's that's, one of the worst line like, changers. That, the wind will that's take That's an me. exaggeration. No, he's, no. He's, no, no. You are near. Honestly, no. you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to I'm going to contact Tic Tac Tomar because yeah. he he has the gifts. And I just the only the only gift I want from him for an entire game mm-hmm. is William Nylander ending a shift. He went That's, to the, I want Omar, I want you to do that for one entire game. Okay, he, do it for every player then. Just he, do it for, no, do it for Willie. No, you no, don't no, need to spotlight Willie. You know who not used necessary. to be the king of that? was Tyler Bozak. Oh, worst glider. Line, worst line changer in the fucking We league. used to get upset about that in hockey because in, in youth hockey, they're a lot more, they're tighter about it. Yeah. And so you'd be like waiting, you have one leg over the board. Yeah. It's like, are you ready? Come on. And uh, the coach would just be screaming at these kids to get off. Yeah. Single A hockey. Anyway, Jesse, what are you pulling up? I uh, just trying to see if I can pull up the uh, uh, Too Many Men gif, but I can't. I think the one 
the one thing that I, I the more interesting goal to me is is the third goal. Yes. I've never seen an imminent scoring chance call ever watching hockey. I don't think it's ever happened with I the Leafs. Vaguely, I vaguely remember one. I couldn't tell you who it was. And it's not because I'm a Leafs fan because I'm a Devils fan. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But seeing it there, <laughs> seeing it there what? to me, it was like I, <laughs> the imminent scoring chance thing felt like, okay, that's got to be at least a penalty shot because he is absolutely whether quote unquote it's intentional or not alex tuck i believe it is who falls into the net um you're you're literally shutting the playoff you're shutting the faucet off we can't play now because you've knocked the the net and it really doesn't matter if it was an intentional or not it happened so uh, you might not have noticed this just because you were there but he went to the box for a penalty i did see that you did see that because originally that was the call that was the call because and then they reviewed it i'm sitting there like okay well this can't be nothing like, yeah, it's either got to be a penalty or a penalty shot or and when they reviewed it, what you probably didn't see, though, is the ref had an unusually long explanation and he got like five words into it. And Sheldon Keefe goes, it's a goal. Like he said it and you, you could read his lips and he really? said it like confidently and calmly. We couldn't hear once the ref started talking. Uh, as soon as he has a long explanation, we're like, it's a goal. Like everybody just started yelling. I couldn't hear what he said. Um, so it was about an imminent scoring chance. So what I was talking about, I hate when shit like that happens on the stream. Cause you can't hear it. Well, cause I can't hear it. And also I'm just like, here's what I think the rule is. And what, <laughs> what I thought the rule was, was if he had, if Giordano had already shot the puck. Mm-hmm. And it was going to go in before the net came off. Then it's a goal, which mm-hmm. I think is perfectly fair. What the rule is, is basically he was going to get a shot. Oh, yeah. I so have it here. here so the go. it's rule 63.7. Mm-hmm. In order to award a goal in the situation, the goalpost must have been displaced by the actions of a defending player. Check. The attacking player must have had an imminent scoring opportunity prior to the goalpost being displaced. And it must be determined that, hang on one sec, I'm pulling up the, the full article here. You want me to? Go ahead. And it must be determined that the puck would have entered the net between the normal position of the goalposts. Thank and you, Jesse, for the big font. All of those things were true. Alex Tuck knocked it off. There was a shot. And the puck very clearly went in it within the bounds in. of the goal. It was going to be a goal. What, I'm, what I want to know is what's the cutoff? Because, like, if there's, like, a half second... If if Giordano had shot the puck half a second later... I don't think it's a goal. Oh, well, that's a thing. I think right? it's a, it's a two-minute penalty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, and I know... Well, I know go. I know Sabres fans are upset about that, uh, and I get that, but you have to understand, like, that, that has to be a goal. You can't let players... Because here's the thing. You can kill a penalty. You cannot, as a league, let players knock knock that off and go, oh, I'll take a two-minute penalty. Because it's either that or it's a penalty shot. Penalty shots, in my opinion, are the worst. Because really, you have a better shot at scoring over two minutes than you do on one shot. You do. Yeah, Most times you do. If you're the Leafs, you probably go, no, I would prefer that to be a penalty. A th- especially if, we if Giordano is taking it. <laughs> like Giordano true. Taking it would have been Giordano, right? not Marner. That's a good point. And, and so I, I think that you can't have, like, think about, you have to think that, about this in playoffs, right? Where the stakes are high. I can't imagine a world where the NHL is cool with people just throwing. And I, so we used to see that uh, in the late 90s, early 2000s with like, I, for some reason, I feel like Arthur's Urbe used to be the king of like, oh, I'm just going to kick this off. 
There were like there used to be a, a couple goalies. Hoshik, I think, used to do it. I don't remember. I don't know why I remember this, but there was a game. Glenn Healy was in net for the Leafs, and he knocked the net off twice in like thirty seconds in the final two minutes of the game, and the Leafs were winning. And the second one, they called a penalty shot. Right. Because they're like, all right, fool me once. None but of that not, bullshit there, Glenn. And I don't, rem- I don't remember what the other And that was, was back when it was really hard to do that. Because now the, now the right. Nets move like it was nothing. But back then, they used to like secure it into the ice. So you'd get a concussion if you ran into the yeah, net. He, uh, he kept like a drill in his blocker. Yes. And, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it fell off. It's intense. I'm sorry. I didn't mean for that to. Yeah. What well, are you looking at there, Jesse? You look like you got something here. What? No, no, no. I was just, I was just looking, uh, I was looking at some Glenn Healy stuff. But I know, I know. Um, on if you do it on a penalty shot or on a breakaway, I believe if you're a goalie and you intentionally take the net off on a breakaway, it's immediately awarded a goal. I know that's a rule now. Who was the goalie? Ah, I'm trying to remember it. There was a goalie who was facing a two on o, so he intentionally knocked the net off, which is a penalty shot, which is a one on o. Smart, yeah, man, do that. <laughs> oh, do that. Man. You got to do who that. Who was it? Oh, I forget. Well, who it and was. that was uh, until now. It's a goal. You know what? I think it was a Sabres goalie too. Brilliant. I probably Hoshik. Damn. Yo, no, there were, it wasn't Hoshik. It, it was, was someone more recent. Because I, I and I say that out of respect because I think Hoshik was the most brilliant goaltender to ever play. He like, was. He was involved. To watch. He was involved in every play. He he had every angle covered that way. I the. Most recent example of a goalie looking anything like Dominic Hasek is Tim Thomas. Like, just a goalie where I cannot explain why he stops the puck. But he does. Other than he does. Mm-hmm. And they both had a very strange helmet. They did. They did. It's uh, it's in within 63-7 as well, actually. It says, if the goalpost is deliberately displaced by a goalkeeper during the course of a breakaway, a goal will be awarded to the non-offending team. And then they also have when the goalpost has been displaced deliberately by the defending team when the goalkeeper has been removed for an extra attacker, thereby preventing an impending goal by the attacking team, the referee shall award a goal to the attacking right. attacking team. So there are instances in hockey where the, the referee could just be like, it's a goal. That team gets a goal. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I know that's upsetting to Sabres fans, but really the team wasn't in it in any way. Um, and that third goal wasn't going to make or break that game. I think the Leafs were pretty dominant. I mean, up until minute 15, I was like, this is a bit of a, they're trying to figure each other out. And then it just sort of broke open and that was it. And the rest of the game, I have to say, I, I, I'm really encouraged by Matt Murray. Um, yes. Really, really encouraged by how he's played so far. And given, like, he's had, he had to make a couple tough saves against the Sabres. It wasn't crazy. Uh, he even survived an accidental trip by one of the Sabres players. Do you guys see that? Yeah, I like that wasn't on purpose. I don't yeah, think. No. it was. Uh, yeah, it, but, you know, everybody who was like, oh, no, it's growing. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, I, I think it's what did we say at the beginning of the season with Matt Murray? He's got to stay healthy. Number one, number two for performance. Forget forget the health. What do we need out of Matt Murray? Uh, g- uh, goal, goal, league average goal, nine, ten league be nine, ten, be nine, oh, seven, even nine, oh, five. I want nine, ten. Yeah. 910 would be great. 905 Mississauga. That'd be nice. That'd be, yes. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Raptors. Because Raptors. the goaltending last year was like an 890. Yeah. It was so of the bad. first month and a half. It'd be a dramatic improvement. A dramatic improvement. So I'm 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 thrilled about that. It's great. I did find it. Mm-hmm. What'd you find? October eleventh, two thousand. Glenn Healy thousand. said he didn't no mean to dislodge the net and give New York, as in the Islanders, as in who the Leafs are playing tonight, a chance to tie the game with a penalty shot. The Toronto goalie was whistled for delay of game, but stopped Brad Isbister's ensuing penalty shot, 
with just 34 seconds remaining as the Maple Leafs held on to beat the Islanders 3-2 on Wednesday night. <laughs> yeah. How about that memory? That was 22 years ago. Why do I remember that? I don't, I don't know. know. Why do you remember I don't know. Long divide? Unbelievable. Ask me. Don't Glenn Healy, a uh, guest of a very famous podcast mm. that airs the Jesse on... Blake Sports? No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Agent Provocateur. Boy, you bothered... Really good, really good episode. Thank, yeah, it was the first one. It was the very first episode we what? ever did. Yeah, that, he was our lead. He was our first first. No, guy. was it? No, was it? It was, uh, it was David, David Perron. Perron. Oh, Perron was number one. <laughs> Heels was two. He's the host. I love oh, it. you asked me to remember stuff? Come on. Come Heels on. wasn't two. Wasn't it Heels Mike wasn't two either. Wasn't he? No. <laughs> was Mike what are you talking about? I think Adam. Healy was three. Who was number two? Uh, was Mike it not Mike Rupp? Oh, Rupp or what might have been? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't even know. Sorry, Alan. I have no idea. Uh, By the way, uh, Jesse, you bothered some there. people. Uh, Eat fish. You bothered you. You bothered some people on on the internet uh, last week by redrafting all the first round picks from the last twenty years. What a great idea on the Jesse Blake Sports Report. So much fun. I did do that, and I had Matthew Glenn Healy was the second ever guest on Asian Provocateur. Oh, uh, I don't have it. It went okay. David Perron, Glenn Healy, Martin Havlett, Frank Zecca, Mike Rupp. Oh, I wasn't even close. What the fuck? No. Right. Um, yeah, on, on, I redrafted all the last 20 years worth of first round picks. Uh, first overall picks, I should say. I had Crosby, Ovechkin, McDavid, uh, four is uh, McKinnon, and then five, I had Matthews, and then six and seven is Stamkos Taves. That's the no, area... Kane. I think you had Sorry. Stamkos Kane. Stamkos Kane. Um, that's that's the six and the five six seven is where I upset people because they were like your Leaf fan bias and Stamkos has two Stanley Cups and he has a sixty goal season. How the hell is he below Matthews? So Jesse on Friday, which because when did you release the episode? Thursday. Thursday, like night. So after the episode, we're walking to our cars and Jesse goes, "Yeah, I'm pissed about this. Like I had Matthews number five. I was like, ooh, okay, who's like six and seven? You're like Stamkos and Kane. And I went, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, they're right. <laughs> no, because like, like the argument. No, Jesse's like, no, we the, still, no. The no, argument for Matthews <laughs> is everything that Stamkos and Kane have done. And plus Kane they have three done three cups and a heart. Right. And a, I think a scoring title, at least one. Yeah. Stamkos has a 60 goal season and two cups yep. and three appearances in the no final. No heart, you know? So like, uh, I think he does have a rocket though. Uh, no He's heart. Got at least one No rocket. heart. Yeah, makes you're him right. a bum. What a, and a power play special. Wow. And like <laughs> the captain of the fucking lightnings. <laughs> uh, I should, I should have had Matthews at seven. So, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, who, who was eight? I would even, who was eight? Uh, I'd have to bring matter. it out. I, I would even hear the argument that I had McKinnon a little too high. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because like probably Stamkos can go ahead of McKinnon. Mm -hmm. Both of those guys yeah. should probably go ahead it was, of It was a very fun exercise and I was I was very happy with how well received it was, which was awesome. So thank you everybody is, who watched is that it. that what it was? Listened. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, because it was mm -hmm. super well received. But there were, the people enjoyed it, it seemed, because they were commenting on it. Um, yeah, and I'm going to do more of that kind of stuff. I have, I'm going to do, I think this week, before I do any more draft stuff, the top, I sent you this list, and I, I got some feedback from you, and you gave me two names to add to it. Oh, the, this is going to be great. <laughs> I can't wait for this. The top 15 hockey names of all time. Oh, I love oh, that. Oh, 15 now. I, yeah, I'm going to do I, I, There's 15. There's too many. Yeah, because oh. uh, you added some, and we're like, I can just do 15. There was, there was a brother. Yes. Who you had in the number one position, and I said, Jesse. <laughs> 
It's it's not even he's not even the best. He doesn't even have the best name in his family. Yeah. And I informed him of the best name in hockey history. I think I'm going to drop Harry Dick to an honorable mention. Oh, I, I, I think to spotlight the guy uh, who named Harry Dick, I think is a little extreme. And so. you know, he was pre-manscaped. It's a bummer. <laughs> I, he also was named Harry Dick at a time where he probably didn't get that much grief for being named Harry Dick. Yeah, his parents didn't made the decision thinking it was normal. Yeah. There, there was a Harry Dick yeah. on every block. Yeah. It was just a popular time. Yeah. You know what? To be Harry Dick. They were just a couple of dicks, right? And then, you know. Nope. Oh, he came from a whole clan of dicks. Yeah, yeah He was probably true. one of 13 kids. Oh, this no. is the dick coat of arms. <laughs> dick family tree. Dick family tree. <laughs> So I think he'll, he'll be like 16, you know, mm. honorable mention. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Adam, cue the ad. <laughs> Let's go. What's the promo Let's code? Let's go talk to David. <laughs> oh, not that one. Oh, okay. Dangle. Yeah. Manscaped.com slash dangle. That's a free mention. They didn't pay for that. Let's go. Sports Interaction. Canada's Sportsbook presents You Can Bet That with David Bastel. Must be 19 plus. Please play responsibly. Ontario only. He's from Winnipeg. What? Gives us the best odds. What? <laughs> <laughs> Including wow. the, the, how the Bombers were favored over the Argos in the Grey Cup. Five and a half oh. points. How'd that go, guys. buddy? <laughs> football! Yeah. Not good. Football! Not good at all. They won the football! <laughs> It's it's really nice to see you. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> no, no, it's not. It's terrible. Steve, who for Thank sure you. did not know until he walked in my house who won the game. I'm not even going to lie there. Steve no, has no, no interest no, in football. No. Steve so. knew who won. I knew. Yeah. He's I a just, man of the If you helped me at gunpoint, I couldn't tell you the score. Okay. <laughs> Dave, oh, what yes. happened? It was a th it was a three-peat waiting to happen. Right? Yeah, I know it was. <laughs> I, 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 you know how they say you count your chickens before they hatch? Mm -hmm. I was counting. No. The whole afternoon long you until that game. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I don't know that ever. idiom. Okay. No. No. You're, you're not picking up what I'm throwing down. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Oh, no, I got it. I understood. Oh, it. Not smelling yeah. what you're stepping in. I smell what the Dave is cooking. Um. Yeah, so Dave, yeah. are you okay? <laughs> I'm okay. Sort of. Yeah. You know. Feel it's for not you, a good man. Monday. You know, Where yeah, were you thanks, watching? Yeah. Was it a big uh, big celebration big party yeah 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 in in toronto no um i was on my couch by myself you know what the good thing is though i'll tell you this i'll tell you this so a tradition going mm -hmm. back to when i was a youth um i had kfc yesterday yes i had kfc for the first time in like eight years yes. and it was delicious um, I never paid for it after, which is good if you know what I'm saying. Uh, and, 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 and I'm oh, sad to say, I'm, at first, <laughs> yeah. He's, wow, he sounds. How did he skip out on that bill? <laughs> Would you have a coupon? <laughs> if the KFC it, it, didn't give you the Taco Bells, yeah. no, they, they did not. You guys know exactly. What, yeah, yeah, and Been I there. thought, I thought, you know what? I'm gonna go karma. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Think about the the past and 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 you know why I'm going KFC and everything was going in the right momentum and then the game started and that's kind of where it backfired on me. Is so it, yeah, we is, move on. We is move it annoying on. being do? a fan of a team and then watching that team lose to a team that no one in that city cares about? Yeah, it is. Like it really the is. apathy around yeah. the Argos is crazy. Oh, yeah. Like if mm -hmm. they just won this great cup, 
nobody cares. It's weird. Yeah. I want to see the parade. Yeah, like, there who is, turns do out. Do they even do that, or do they just do a nice, a nice like <laughs> dinner and drinks? Yeah. <laughs> if if they had it in your studio. There'd be plenty of room for you guys to continue with your. Show. Yeah, that's what I'm, <laughs> saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. And this is a bedroom. Like, I mean, wow. this is all this is. <laughs> so anyway, listen. There's a lot to talk about. <laughs> there's a lot to talk about that isn't yeah. Toronto beating Winnipeg. Okay, so let's talk about something else. Uh, how many Canadian teams are going to make the playoffs? This is a prop at uh, Sports Interaction, and it's over three and a half and under three and a half. And what? Where do you have it weighted? Yeah, that's a great question because right now, right now, you know, you sit there and you go, okay, well, give me the teams that are going to make the playoffs. I know we're 20 games in, so you're starting to go, oh, this, 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 but you have to think that Toronto's the given. Mm -hmm. Edmonton's right there beside them. Calgary probably, probably should. And the X factor is Winnipeg. I I mean, right now, I'd say I think they have a really good spot, at least a wild card. Yeah. Um, but but and there's your four teams, right? So my my gut, I don't know about you guys, my gut would say the over because I don't see uh, Ottawa, Montreal, and Vancouver even in this conversation. So is it three or is it four? And you know what? Sure enough, we put it at three and a half. Mm-hmm. So uh, what about you guys? I'm sorry. I'm just looking. It it's three right now. It would be four if the Flames had passed. Check notes. St. Louis? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, know, I know, I know. On fire, on fire after yeah. losing, uh, they've won six straight after losing eight straight. Yeah, and they were going to fire yeah. everybody. What a dumb sport. It makes great sense. Yeah. I, know, I, I think Groove it's four. Was out the door. Exactly. I think it's, it, it's a bet yeah. on Winnipeg keeping this up and maybe even Vancouver turning around, which I don't think it's no. likely, but I think it's a bet on yeah. Winnipeg keeping up, which they have Connor Hellebuck, so they totally could. So here's yeah. here's basically what needs to happen. I think Dallas probably makes it. Colorado's going to make it. Vegas is going to make it. LA is going to make it. So you're looking at Seattle falling off. Yeah. If your bet if your bet is for or against Connor Hellebuck, bet for Connor yeah. Hellebuck. I think he's yeah. having a Vesna quality year this year. Uh, I think there's a good chance that Rick Bonus is, if not the Jack Adams winner, uh, runner up. Uh, Maybe in the conversation, absolutely, because yep. it's Lind- always the Lindy team. Lindy Ruff says hello. I, well, exactly. No, no, Lindy's yeah. gonna win. Yeah, he's, Lindy's he's gonna, gonna win. Line one. <laughs> Lindy's gonna win. But, but uh, as a Devils fan, I would know that Lindy Ruff is gonna win. But, but yes. you know, Rick Bonus has shocked people with what this Jets team has been able to do, and most of that's been on the back of Connor Hellebuck. Mm-hmm. And if he wins another Vesna this year, which would not surprise me, he keeps playing like this. Take the over. Take the over on this one. Yeah. Plus, Jets in the playoffs are a different kind of Jets, and that is a tough building that's to play in. Yeah, they get building. swept. Yeah. Oh! That's what happened last time! Hey, guys, that's guys, what happened last time! Not- building me up for this big push, and then boom. <laughs> How dare you? Dave Bastel, follow him on Twitter at David Bastel, at SIA Sport as well. Dave, thanks so much, and go to YouTube, oh, sorry, sportsinteraction.com slash SDPN. Wow, I almost gave our YouTube, and then your you are. It's crazy. Anyway. Yeah, you, there's a lot going on. There thanks, is. fellas. Have a good one. We made him stop. Because he was, he was going to, he was going to start in. But it's important that we made him stop because we saved the mm. segment specifically for this. You, Steve, mm. you had to shut up. That's okay. On, I'll save it. Hockey fights cancer day. On Spartacat's birthday. Do you Is know those? Hockey, fight, uh, <laughs> hockey fights cancer day. It was Hockey Fights Cancer on Saturday. Oh, on Saturday. Yeah. Oh, that's what I was like, wait. Yeah. Okay. All of these things happen. The, the, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quote from Wayne Scanlon of Sportsnet.ca. The stage was set for the Senators to do something special. Spartacat's birthday. And instead, what they got was Fire DJ Chance. Oh. 
in the crowd. Now, Pierre Dorian and uh, Brady Kachuk have both said, listen, we're fully behind uh, the coach. Did we have to lump those two things together? Yeah. Well, that's what we, hey, I'm just taking directly from Wayne Scanlon. They were doing. They were making a big deal of Sparta Cat's birthday in the arena. So and they were hockey fights can't. Yes, but it was. It's funny. It's what we were supposed to be funny. Okay. It doesn't all have to be serious, guys. I guess what he's getting at is it could have been a very inspirational day. Yes. And sure. There was an un- and if you've never met Sparta Cat, you haven't lived. Yeah. Um, but all my right. point is, my point in all this is that uh, things aren't going that well in Ottawa, and it was expected that they would. My question was always, why? Sure, they're better, but why? And Steve, you really wanted to jump on something, so please take it away. Now, two things had me dismayed this offseason. As a Leaf fan, mm-hmm. listen, Sens fans, I can look at the team objectively, mm-hmm. okay? They got better this offseason. Few GMs had a better offseason than Pierre Dorian. Did, I don't think anybody did. You could argue he had the best. And as a result, Sens fans got very mouthy. Mm-hmm. I don't use that term lightly. I don't even know mm. if you've referred to uh, Oilers fans as that or something. You know what I mean? Mouthy. Mm. They were quite mouthy. I can look at them objectively mm-hmm. and say it is a surprise that given the offseason they had, they've struggled this much. However, the Leaf fan in me is like L M A O. <laughs> well, dude, I I can't believe they're this bad. Okay, so I really can't. So the thing that we said in our in our season previews, Ottawa finished with seventy three points last year. Okay, yeah, mm-hmm. for them to have made the playoffs in the uh, in the Atlantic Division, they would have had to have over one hundred and seven points. Well, that's to get a top three spot. No, that's Boston. Boston had 107. That was the lowest of the playoff teams in the Atlantic division last season. No, but they could have still got a wild card. What was the wild card? Boston was a wild card team. Yo, that's nuts. Washington was the second wild card. And they had 100. Yeah. Wow. So so Ottawa could have had 100. So so what I was saying was, that's still quite far back. What are the chances that this team gets a a 30 point swing? Mm Mm-hmm. 30 point now i know the leafs did it the leafs did it but they did it with matthews and marner in the lineup a 12 win swing would be 24 points and that's an enormous amount might not be enough definitely won't be based on last year it wouldn't be enough no and and yeah and honestly the, the the atlantic division was not as competitive when the leafs made their swing the atlantic division is extremely competitive at the top it's the have and the have not i think though the Sens and their fans would survive an improvement, right? Sure. An improvement. Um, a, you know, they're not in the playoffs right now, but they're two, three points back, maybe mm-hmm. even four, mm-hmm. you know, because not everyone has played the same amount of games. Uh, how about the Tim Stutzla coming out party? I looked at that contract that he got, and I said, I have bad news, Leafs fans and everyone else who cheers for a team in the Atlantic Division. That contract rules. Rules! Jesse, what do you got? Uh, six goals, 11 assists in 17 games. 17 points in 17 games. Tim yeah. Oh, okay. Well, he's bounced back. Is he leading the team in scoring? No, no. Brady no. Kachuk. He's pointing a game. He's pointing. Uh, third and, he's third on the slow. team in scoring. 
Oh, you thought he was going to be bad? Yeah. Well, no, because he <laughs> Here's did start slow. Here's one of he the best did. three he guys on the team. He did, though. Doesn't he suck? He does. I'm a dumbass. Point of game. No, the person you should be looking at is Alex DeBrincat. Uh, Alex DeBrincat is shooting 7.9% oh, yeah. right now. He has the second most shots on the team. And the reality is, okay, he's a little bit ice cold. Yeah. But he was also playing with Patrick Kane last year. Patrick Kane is a better setup man than any person the Senators have probably had since Daniel Alfredson and before. Like, I, I'm sorry, the expectation that DeBrincat was going to get another 40 goals, no matter how good Claude Giroux is, no matter how good Tim Stutzla is, I think it's just an unrealistic one. Well, and I think it's very interesting for the Sens that Brady Kachuk and other Sens players are going so hard to bat for DJ Smith. And this is where the Leaf connection actually applies. Okay. DJ Smith was an assistant coach under Mike Babcock. Mm -hmm. A lot of coaches and assistant coaches have a good cop, bad cop relationship in which the head coach is usually bad cop. Yeah. Babcock bad was, cock. was bad <laughs> cop. He was very much... That almost got uncomfortable. It's, you know, <laughs> it's like the Harry Dick conversation Play again. the tape, Your Honor. It's, yeah, it was, that was quite... Yeah. Babcock was one of the worst cops in the National mm -hmm. Hockey League. DJ Smith was known as happy-go-lucky fun guy. Mm -hmm. And here's the thing. If the Sens are not able to turn it around for DJ Smith, what do GMs go out and do? They go drop the hammer like they did in Calgary. And they're going to go out and they're going to find the worst cop possible. <laughs> well, and, and it is not going to be a fun transition. Well, so to Torts and Sutter are off. Yeah. So Laviolette's that's good apparently news. not a fun guy to play for. Vigneault is not a fun guy to play for. They've both seen serious. Yeah. I think Laviolette's not coaching yeah. right now, is he? Or is he coaching uh, Nashville? No. He is coaching. He's coaching Nashville. Vigneault is one that you probably wouldn't want to be your coach, but he's had a ton Michelle of success. Terrian. Oh, no, you can't, he can't be in the league now. No, no, I'm not suggesting. No, no, I'm talking I'm about just... actual viable candidates. Oh, Michelle okay. Therrien cannot coach in the NHL anymore. You can always find guys. Okay, well. You can always find I, guys. I'm the looking, players want to play so, for him. So here's what I'm looking at. Here's what mm -hmm. I'm looking at with the Sens, okay? So what's the, what is the, the real problem here? They have one less goal than the Toronto Maple Leafs. The Toronto Maple Leafs are fifth in the league. Wow. They have, they've only allowed, they have 56 goals for, 59 against. That's not crazy it's really not that bad and their goaltending has been really good cam talbot has a 924 save percentage mm -hmm. and he has one win well Only he missed games. a lot of time. i don't know yeah. no, but what i'm saying is that's a one really win out of six right but, but what i'm saying guys is a 924 save percentage he should have more than one win right so right. what's the real problem here guys? It's, it's defense that they're they're in the same boat as the vancouver canucks where you see very little effort on uh, the team getting back playing defense. The defensive structure of their defensemen isn't great. And uh, giveaways. Giveaways have just been an awful, awful uh, part of the game for the Ottawa Senators so far this season. And they're leading to incredible scoring chances for their opponents. The, the defensive, like, I get the blame for DJ Smith because if you think you can teach defense, then the coach is to blame here. And if you think you can, if you think you can't teach effort, then it's on the players. You know, and, and what did he run here? He ran, he ran the penalty kill, right? Right, and uh, Zaitsev was a, a big reason why Zaitsev got traded to the Sens. Not not just contract. Is DJ Smith was like, I can fix this guy. I can work with him, mm -hmm. and that's gone super south. 
wasn't claimed off waivers. Currently threatening fans on Instagram, allegedly. I saw a rumor. Yeah, I did see that. I saw a rumor. Uh, I want to say it was from Reage, but I don't, I can't remember for sure that, and like this shows you how rudderless and kind of out of ideas they are right now. Mm-hmm. They discussed a Zaitsev for Tyler Myers trade. Oh. Whoa. No. And, like, and like they keep getting linked to Chikrin, who again, pull the trigger, has had, yeah, but he's had like three surgeries since the last time he played, it's not gonna help. which was eight months ago. You know what they should do? It might. You know what they like, should do? What? Call San Jose, get Eric Carlson back. That doesn't, does that That's help you fun play? As hell. No, it's fun does as hell. Does that help you play better team defense? Does that help you limit turnovers in the offensive zone? Does that make you play a better defensive structure and I get think, your defenseman to play defense? I think your strength is offense, and this year you're not going to fix your defense but you can make your offense better. And that I think he's going to get the. That's part of the problem is they, they need the, the puck. The Leafs had this problem too when they were developing, right? Just they had nobody who could go, here's the puck in my zone and I'm going to get it to the forwards and they're going to transition out. Do you remember how Boston used to play Roman Polak? If oh. Roman Polak was on the ice, they're like, we're throwing it at him. Yeah. We're just going to keep <laughs> throwing. Bruce Cassidy's like, that guy, that guy, that guy, that guy. And Babs was like, yup, he's a good player, good family, they, and uh, can't move a puck. Their identity was getting hemmed in for 90 seconds. Yes, the, it, was, it was. People forget, man. Leaf fans forget how bad oh, that was. Oh, I don't. So oh, I'm yeah. looking at this. I'm like, I'm looking at Shabbat. Uh, uh, really great. Travis Hamannick was an unforced error. You knew that from the beginning. That was that was really you have to put that on the the, the uh, player development staff or whoever advocated for that trade. I think that, most Sens fans would put that under old regime. I know the GM's still there. Yeah, but he's. You think Gene was doing that? I I no, it's not that. There was another Pierre there. Oh, I think. Yep. I think there oh, are God. two. I think two very different versions of Pierre Dorian have yeah. been GM of this team. We forget the Pierre Maguire era, right? Yes. Yeah, and, and it's lucky they made through so uh, so unscathed. Josh Norris also being out doesn't help them. But That's I'm thinking huge hit. I'm thinking that that you're not going to go out and trade for your defensive defenseman who's going to who's going to play with Shabbat for the next ten years. You're not going to get that unless you pull the trigger on Chikrin, who's been completely rebuilt, knees up. So why not go out and get a guy who sends fans absolutely adore, who didn't want to leave in the first place, who you could probably get at three or four million bucks off, yeah. and who's going to football, he's literally going to be your quarterback and football pass the puck down the ice. But you also got to solve, like, how does you make the forward group not look towards JT Miller as an inspiration on how to play defense, you know? Like, how do you get them to play in the defensive zone? That is a good question. I, that's, a, that's a good question. I think the Sens are in an interesting spot, because you're talking about, like, big names, and I'm like... To write this ship, you don't even need big names necessarily. You just need to get incrementally better. And part of me wonders if the management group, it, like, listen, the Sens are young. They're a really young team. Very. And they have some veteran presence in there with Claude Giroux. And I just wonder if they're looking at this young group and going, we need them to figure it out themselves. We, it, it's a sink or swim scenario. Listen. If you're a player on this team, you can't complain that management left you high and dry. Mm-hmm. Management went out and got you some real quality players. And it's just not working out. Uh, Norris is a bigger hit than people give credit oh. for. Oh, yeah. And no, no, some, it's a bad hit. Some teams have the depth to withstand that. But, like, that's, dude, that's your, that's a top six center. No. You're not going to replace that. In a, a lot of teams are not going to be the same with that. And Well, it's like the Leafs more- lose... I mean, they're not the same player, but like the Leafs lose Tavares. Look what happened against Montreal when that happened. 
You could it, neutralize Matthews. It wasn't the same. It wasn't, it the, wasn't same. the same. That that said, I do think there's an opportunity yeah. and here. And look how much Stutzla has struggled. Now he's only a point again player. That's right. <laughs> I have to be honest. Sorry. DJ Smith was like, oh, he was a player favorite in in Toronto, but he managed the defense. Did he not? He did. Yeah, penalty and, kill. It and they were okay. They were good on the penalty kill because they had Zach Hyman and 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 stuff. Scores, but the, the defense in Toronto while DJ Smith was here was absolutely trash. It was terrible. But you look at and, the personnel and you're like, oh, okay. I know, mm-hmm. but but now we're seeing it again. So maybe. Maybe. But I look at the personnel and I go, I'm well, like, yeah. yeah. But yeah. I'm also saying, yo, but there are guys like, and I'm not, I'm not asking DJ Smith to be Barry Trotz here, but Barry Trotz can, can literally pull blood from a stone. Yeah. That guy, when you put a defensive system in, it's, it's literally just plug and play. Oh, your name is Buzz Flibbit. I don't, yeah. I don't really it's care what you're doing. five na- guys. And this is the thing is they're not doing that. Yeah. And I don't think DJ Smith, uh, for as great as he is, has shown the ability to do that. I'm not saying he can't, but it hasn't happened. And so I don't blame sense for fans for being upset, but I also, I do blame them for not being realistic about the expectations. And you're a fan. You're not really supposed to be realistic about expectations. No. But as a Leaf fan, I can tell you that leads to utter disappointment. And, and it, it's, it's a, it's a, if you looked at the team, I saw some of those, the, the tweets from, you know, hardcore sense fans were like, I for sure would take the 10th sense top four over the Leafs top four. Like, like you're ob- objectively nobody would except for you. It's not uh it's it's just not there yet. Yeah. But you're on your way. You got the goalie situation sorted out. You can score goals. Josh Norris comes back. You need two more defensemen who can play w- hockey and you need to drop Travis Hammond's contract. Get it out of there. Well, it's so it's coming up. It's off the books this year. Oh, there God. are there are two big things going for the Sens. If you have an off season right now, that's not the worst thing because all of a sudden you're in the Connor Bedard sweepstakes. Mm-hmm. And number two, I'm just looking at the players who are UFAs. Oh, are they going to fleece some teams at the trade deadline? What do you, do you want an old depth player? We got a big old bunch of them. How about Austin Watson? How about Tyler Mott? I know he's not old. Shut up. Do you want Derek Broussard? Yeah. Do you want Travis Hamanick? Do you want Artem Zub? They might want to keep him. And do you want Nick Holden? Oh, yeah. You're telling me no one's going to want Cam Talbot at the trade deadline? That dude's no, no, 35. You don't think they'll keep Cam, Cam Talbot? Nah, you, you got Anton Forsberg. But he's playing so well. He's That's why bright. you trade him for uh, probably a first-round pick. Yeah. And then this offseason, you get somebody to work with Forsberg. Yeah. You're right. You're right. You know? I don't think there's anything wrong with punting on this year. Uh, the, the only thing I would say about that is uh, it's a little early. But mm-hmm. these expectations <laughs> that are like being put on to the Senators, it seems like no one internally kind of put them there. It was more the fans who were like, look at all the stuff we did. We got Jeroen. and we got this great young core. We're going to be great and make the playoffs. But internally, it seems like the message from uh, Pierre up top was that, hey, we're going to try and compete. You know, if we don't make the playoffs, like that's okay. We're still kind of. Oh, no, I think here. they said it would be a failure if they didn't, didn't they? I can't remember. Okay. I, all right. All right. All right. Fairness, no, Jeff, you might be right. In fairness to the fans, management, and uh, media in the market of Ottawa, fan, uh, media outside of the market was saying that too. Like, I thought they were going to compete for a spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wasn't quite as high on them as others, if I remember correct. I can't remember who I had above them. I think I had them finishing sixth in the division, but it's a really strong division. I think I'm wrong. Sorry about that. Jesse. Yeah, I don't, right. I don't think the players in My like bad. training camp when they're talking to them and like Kachuk's talking, I don't think he was like, you know, if we make, if we don't make the playoffs, you know, it's a failure of a season. Mm. I don't think 
uh, they were on that vibe. So I think they're very reasonable about where they should be, and they're clearly defending their coach, which they did after the game on Saturday night. They they think uh, we we believe in them. They want to work through the process, and it's going to be a little bit of a longer process here in Ottawa. Mm-hmm. Temper your expectations a little. Now it's on the players because mm-hmm. it it almost feels like like uh, do you remember when Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio had a ladder match? For custody of Dominic Mysterio, yep, I do <laughs> remember it vividly. That's, that's what this feels like. It feels like the players are fighting for custody of DJ Smith because now fans have chanted it. The players have put themselves in front of him. And listen, if you lose like five of the next six or seven games, dude's gonna get canned. Unless Pierre really, really commits to it, but if fans chant it every single game, sorry, opinions change very fast. Maybe the Canucks and Sens should trade coaches. Hey, yeah, not Zaitsev for Myers. Because Boud- Boudreaux is from Ottawa. Way. Oh. He's a Leafs fan. Um, that's not going to happen. The Sens, by the way, have lost two. Uh, they are 2-7-1 and one in their last 10. Motto. The Buffalo Sabres are on an eight-game losing streak. They at least got to be 4-6 and six every 10 games the rest of the way for, for DJ Smith to hang on. They got to be like 5-5, five 4-6, and 6-4 five, and, six, six and four in your 10-game your, you know, sort of spreads. That's rough. Yeah, it's it's That's not rough. in last place in the Eastern Conference. Like for everything I just said about them having not the highest expectations, last place isn't good enough. Maybe I shouldn't criticize. Fans, maybe you're right about something. Ottawa probably shouldn't be last. I, and no disrespect <laughs> to fans of this team, no one in the East should be below the Blue Jackets. And interestingly <laughs> enough, Ottawa is lower than San Jose, Buffalo, Arizona, Chicago, yeah. Columbus. Like, yeah, they're bad. Anaheim is a point away from them, or two points away from them. It's bad. Who still have not won in regulation. <laughs> That's so crazy. You know that Anaheim They are minus... 30? I'm just going to say their goal differential is minus 30 already. And like, okay, I haven't obviously paid super close attention to the Sens. It's unreal that they are two points removed from a team that is minus 30 and they're minus three. Mm-hmm. They're tied with Arizona who's minus 17. Yep. What's going on? Like, like are they... You are mean all Ottawa? the games that they're winning by five, are they losing a lot of close games? Well, What's they're not actually tied with Arizona because Arizona's played a, one last game. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just saying in points. You know what I mean? That's, uh, wow. Wowzers. Yeah, it's bad. It's real bad. They do lose a lot of one-goal games. That is a thing that's happening in Ottawa. Ooh, this is uh, not a kind road trip coming up either. Yeah, well, they got San Jose tonight, which should be, okay, go take care of business. Then you got Vegas. Bring home Eric Carlson. Anaheim, go take they, care of business. They should, shouldn't they? The they should bring home Eric Carlson. They should. That if I'm Ottawa, I don't take on that contract. You take it? Would you take it at eight million? No, it's take till, it at it's six for four more years after this year. I take it at six. That's I, a lot of money. Retain, I, baby. The, the the discourse around trading Eric Carlson needs to be reined in a bit. No, the Sharks. Why? We're no, not going to no, no, get a no, trade no. till mid December anyway. It's it might should as well be, talk about it. It should be the Sharks paying yes. to get rid of that cut. Con- not yes. just retention. I need assets. Mm. Now the Sens, uh, Leaf fans know, are uh, very hip to these uh, random big money trades where you're offloading a bunch of random stuff. They do. So it could, you never know, it could work. 
Good work. Um, Shane Wright has finally been loaned to Coachella Valley, where he's going to play for two weeks. Now, Cam Sharon was tweeting about this, and I'm glad he was. We've talked about this mm-hmm. years ago. I think Cam wrote things about it in the Leafs Nation. And the reason that they haven't sent Shane Wright to the league he should be in, which is the AHL, is because he's too young and would have to go back to the CHL and would have to stay there the rest of the year because... What a bunch of nonsense. The NHL and the CHL have an agreement where uh, the CHL doesn't lose its star players. If they don't make the NHL, well, then they shouldn't be in the AHL. They should be in the CHL, which is bad for player development. By the way, if you're from Sweden or you're from Finland, or you're from any other country, Germany, whatever, you can go to the AHL. David Juracek. But because you were born in North America, no, you have to stay here. It's not if you if you chose to play chose in to the play. CHL. Like, yes. your Austin Matthews went overseas, and he could have played yeah. in the AHL if he wanted to. Yes. So if you're a Canadian, but most and you Canadians, don't play in the CHL, you know, you could go play in the AHL. But it'd be ridiculous if they built a league for players who are, like, not good enough, or too good for the CHL, but not good enough for the NHL. It'd be crazy if there was a league in between there where they could develop. So it's got nothing oh, to wait, do with... Oh, wait, it exists. It's the AHL. It's yeah. got nothing to do with safety. No. Right? So, like, okay, they made a special exep- uh, exception for OHL players and junior players to play in the AHL uh, during the COVID season where the AHL was going and the uh, and the junior leagues were not. Totally understand that. Makes sense. Cooler heads prevailed. It's got nothing to do with safety if a 18-year-old William Nylander can play in the AHL, if an 18-year-old David Juracek can play in the AHL, and, and now he's already gotten called up to the Blue Jackets. Imagine that. He gets to play for the Blue Jackets because he, he earned was, it. Well, because he earned it, but also he was eligible to be called up. Yeah. Yep. Uh, an 18-year-old Nazem Kadri was called up to the Leafs from the OHL. Under emergency basis. Oh, so under certain circumstances, he can be recalled. Why can't he just be recalled normally? We need to reevaluate this complete and utter nonsense that is the CHL-NHL agreement. Well, and I think the reason that the deal was done that way was because the CHL was complaining that all their best players were leaving, which if you follow the CHL, that's how it works. Uh, Most players who are stars at 18... Um, shouldn't be in the CHL anymore. And what what would happen is if Shane Wright goes back to the CHL, and this is a problem, he's going to boot some other kid who's younger and who's using that time to develop. The whole point of the CHL is it's a developmental league. That's the point. So if people graduate from it, then the CHL's done its job. And the idea that somehow that the CHL will benefit with Shane, because what will happen here? Here's what's going to happen. Shane Wright is going to go to the uh, go to Coachella Valley for two weeks, and then he's going to get released to Team Canada. Yep. Yep. Yeah. That's what's going to happen. So he's going to play a lot of hockey over the next month and a half, and that's fantastic. And then the Kraken have a, a, a choice to make when he comes back. He still hasn't activated the first year on his ELC. No. No, because it's going to be 2023 by the time the Kraken have to make that decision. That's wrong. That's wrong. And it also really, does it really benefit the CHL, this rule? Like in Shane Wright's case, they've just sat him and then and then he's going to go to play for Hockey Canada. And then, I mean, if they send him back partway through the year, I guess, but it's not really a draw. Here it is. So Cam Sharon uh, saw that news and he said, European first rounders can play in the AHL. Nobody is benefiting from this agreement. Someone responded, so can uh, USHL slash NCAA players. And Cam said, right, basically the only people benefiting from the CHL-NHL agreement 
are players from other countries and the Hockey Canada executives that stand to receive bonuses if Wright leads Canada to gold at the World Juniors. Oh. It is corrupt nonsense. That's this what it agreement. is. Of course. It's, it's absolute nonsense. Total bullshit. There's no... What what is the purpose of like what what is David Yurichek just like more mature no. like he can handle it it's, or, the, it's hockey Canada bonuses I didn't even think about that it's crazy yeah but it affects American players too well like, for I, sure no no what I mean is that right. like it's it, regardless of that it's, yeah. it's 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 what I'm saying is that uh, it's just another mark against hockey Canada who would be how could you be okay with this if you're for the players or a guy like Mitch Marner. A guy like Mitch Marner, the year the Leafs were gunning for last, mm -hmm. uh, you have to make a decision. Should he make the team or should he go back and play junior? There's no, well, you know what? We think he's good enough so we can put him in the minor. There's none of that. And he run, he went, or they won, they ran the show. He won the MVP, every MVP you could win won and everything. won every trophy. All right. It wasn't even fair. It's ridiculous now for Shane Wright to play for Kingston and Kingston would benefit uh, because they get Shane Wright and also... Shane Wright probably wouldn't ever play for Kingston. They would trade him because this is what always happens when you have the star player on the OHL team. They trade him for draft picks of, for kids who aren't and, even born and yet. And it's like 48 like draft picks, too. 2048 first round pick through 2054, you know, and they'll get all that for Shane Wright. And then Kingston wants this because they have this weird, stupid agreement that's clearly corrupt. And I, and and I sorry, go ahead. No, the last time Shane Wright played in the CHL for Kingston, he had 160 points in 121 OHL games. He shouldn't be playing in that league. No, no. And 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 here's here's how it works, right? So Seattle gets to benefit because this is definitely going to keep his next contract down, even if he just completely. Even if they let this up. this deal like even this deal doesn't slide. Yeah, the Kingston Frontenacs uh, either go for a championship or trade the guy, so they get to benefit from it. Uh, which benefits the Canadian Hockey League. Hockey Canada gets to benefit from it because they're going to have a better chance of winning gold. And all parties involved, which are like several times uh, Shane Wright's age, get to turn to him and go, shut up, kid. You're getting an NHL salary. Ignoring the fact that this, for his long-term development, is a catastrophe. What What if if he goes back, he doesn't get an NHL salary, though? No, if he if he... But right now he I, does. Like okay, so, so I, he's making. Hold on, he's making tens of thousands of dollars a week, right? right? Sure. And and listen, Something I'm not like asking that. anybody to feel sorry for him. But he goes from that. If if Seattle sends him back, he's back to like 200 bucks a week in a per diem. And is he's that, got. Is that how it works? The, yeah. And he, and he still got. Yeah, I believe they don't pay I, you. So his contract will slide because he. I don't think he's reached the 10 games to activate the first year in his ELC. So right. after all this bullshit, after having him for like four months mm -hmm. after having his rights in the national hockey league for like four months, he's still going to have three years worth of ELC after this. And a, and a regular season's 180 days, right? Six months, almost six months. Exactly. Something like that. Okay. So, so, you know, you got about 24 weeks, let's say. So you get 950,000 divided by 24 equals $39,000 a week. Okay. Mm -hmm. Cool. Great. Most, Great. Most people sign up. For Incredible. That. But you get about thirty percent of that times 0.3 equals eleven thousand dollars. So he's made eleven thousand times six because he's been the NHL. He's made seventy one thousand dollars in take home pay. Oh my god, that's fantastic. Yeah. And then it's like, well, hey but, Shane. But then there's tax and all there's, that. No, no. Why I, I took oh, the tax off too. Okay. Cool. I said they they make 0.3 or point. They make thirty percent of that total. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's taxes and agents and all that. So he's made that's that's fantastic money. 
But then he's got to go back to Kingston to make 200 bucks a week. Well, and then he's got to live the rest of his life. And like, if this doesn't pan out for him, people are going to call him a bus like it's his fault. Right. At very least, like, I see, here's my thing. I get mad about the pay stuff because if you're good enough to be among the top 700 players in the world, and maybe in Shane Wright's case, he's not. So, okay, put him in the, in the AHL. Now you're in the top 1,100 players in the world. Mm-hmm. Should he not be paid market value for that? That's wrong. Holding somebody back and literally saying, no, we're going to artificially stop you from making the money that you're actually worth on the open market is wrong. This agreement fucking sucks. Let's just call it what it is. And, yeah, and, and, and it's different, right? Like the rest of us, we all work till we're 65 or whenever we can retire, right? Shane Wright's not going to get the chance to do that. You get so many years. That's it. Finite amount of time. So these guys have to make their money and get out. The way this probably ends, because his talent is so huge, is he has a long career and retires with millions of dollars. That's not how it goes for everybody. But it doesn't make that right. No. What happens if, if he, blows, he misses out on a dollar? It's still he wrong. blows out his knees. Never the, he blows out his knee in Kingston. He's never the same. Who covers that if he gets hurt in Kingston? I don't even know how that works. I think the NHL team would have his contract insured, mm. but I don't know how. I don't. I think he'd have to sit on LTIR. Oh, fuck the NHL team. What about him? That's that's what I'm saying. No, no. What I mean is, I think he'd get paid the full ELC if he's never playing I hope again. So. Right. What was the so you had uh, you had Justin Davis on Agent Provocateur? Mm-hmm. You were you were both on that episode, weren't you? No, no, no. Oh, that was the all. No, no, no just there's there's an episode with myself, Adam, and and uh, Alan. So you had Justin Davis on, former OHL player, former Washington Capitals draft pick. Yeah. And he told a story about getting injured in the States. Yes. The concussion that he had. And I believe the, was he Sioux? He was playing for the Sioux, I believe. Yeah, but it was in the States. It was in the States. And they were trying to rush him to the Canadian border so that he wouldn't have to be in an American hospital. So they would, because ha- they would have to pay for it. And it. It turns out the trainer who actually had some medical background, most trainers in uh, the OHL at that point didn't, um, made him go to the, he said to the guys that like the Sioux management, no, he needs to go to the hospital now. And it turns out it was a good thing he did because he was, he had blood on the brain, like he was bleeding. Yeah. And that really bad concussion. And then they sent the bill to his family. Right. And then his family said, we shouldn't have to pay this. And Alan's like, they shouldn't have to pay this. And they're like, oh, that's a mistake. I can't believe we did that. Sorry. Oh, yeah. That's what Alan $15,000. Hey, he shouldn't have to pay this. So I bet Alan was really calm. He was really calm and cool about that. Yeah. Great episode. You should go back and listen to it. No, no one benefits from this deal. uh, Or certainly no 18-year-old Canadian children um, uh, are benefiting from this deal. It's a bunch of bullshit. Get rid of it yesterday. So Shane Wright, he's played seven NHL games. So far, he's been scratched for 11 of the 18 games that the Kraken have played. That's a ridiculous number. So the way this is going to go for the next couple of weeks is Shane Wright goes down to AHL. And then after that, he has an option to come back and play. I believe they have one game versus Montreal. Mm-hmm. where they've been eyeing that on the schedule. Shane Wright might be able to suit up for that game if they want to do the revenge oh, yeah. Shane throw Wright him, game. Throw him to the Wolves. Right. I throw don't him think, to the fucking Wolves. I, I, I saw that mentioned, and I was like, I don't think that happens. I think they probably just leave him scratched until the World Juniors. He goes, does that two weeks in the World Juniors. Then in January, you have the option. So this decision, they, they've delayed it by 
two and a half months here, which is, I think, very interesting and uh, a good strategy, I guess, by the Kraken because they're 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 out of options. Like he's not good enough to make the team right now, clearly. Right. So they're they're doing everything they can to the credit of the Kraken. They're trying to get him actual games that they think he's going to benefit from. So kudos to them for doing that. And then January, when the World Juniors is over, they have to make a decision. If he plays two more games, ELC kicks in, or he goes to Kingston, where they are just reading. They're in the middle of the pack of the OHL stand, so they're going to trade him somewhere. So, the, so he's the, not going to play in Kingston. He's going to play somewhere. So to your point, the where the Kraken do deserve credit is they're gaming the system. Yes. They're, they found a loophole in this ridiculous agreement where it's it's unsafe. Ooh, it's unsafe for kids Shane Wright's age to play in the American Hockey League unless they're eligible for a conditioning loan I, I and don't then think, it's hey okay I don't think the unsafe thing is their main reason so I think what the fuck? I think they they like keeping uh I think Hockey Canada would argue and the NHL would argue that keeping Canadian talent that's been developed in the CHL is important to grow the game. It's important to have these players who came in through our system to have their rights until this amount of time. That's the argument I think they would give instead of that, the unsafe one, but I, bullshit I don't argument. agree with that. I think both are it's bullshit nonsense because they're, they clearly don't make sense it's a, for it's a bad the broader scheme argument. of things. But yeah, so they've delayed this decision till mid January, which I think is smart on their part because now there's a path for Shane, Wright, And we'll see when he comes back from uh, the world juniors to see if he's NHL ready. Yeah. I doubt it. Like, he'll probably go play somewhere in the OHL, and it's going to be a waste of a year, kind of. But, you know, that's where we're at. I, uh, at the end of his three-year ELC, which I'm sure the Kraken will find a way to get extended to 2028, <laughs> um, I hope he takes them for every penny. Hopefully he puts up some numbers. Yeah. Well, Absolutely. Me too. I'm cheering for the kid. What the fuck? Absolutely. Well, he needs to get a little better. Well, can't yeah, do that. Can't, can't do that do in the press though. box. <laughs> can't, can't do, do that it. in the press box. Not unlike Nikki Bob. <laughs> Not unlike Nikki Bob at all. Uh, so listen, um, the end of this week, uh, and this is a uh, more for Canadians and Americans. Americans already know uh, it's Thanksgiving, so we're gonna have some early games, which I'm very excited about. So I want to tell you that that um, the SDP will be Monday. Wednesday, Thursday this week, so we can watch the afternoon game. We didn't want to be recording right before the game. It's yeah, but now I can't watch football on Thursday. So, what is Damn football it. at eleven? Yeah, it's all Starts day. It's all day, man. It's oh, like, really? it's like fifteen hours, sixteen hours of football. It's crazy. I'm put it on during the show. Yeah. Also, there's there's also the World <laughs> Cup going on too. It's just a great week. It's going great. Great. Well, the World Cup's not great. Uh, the, the the stuff around it, but <laughs> it's a great week for sports if you're a sports fan. Yeah. So awesome. anyway, uh, should we do the press conference?